Welcome to Fired Up, an original podcast from Ignite Fan Insights, powered by NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. This is a podcast for sports business pros like you. We go behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keep sports fans coming back for more. Our host, Chris Wise, is the brains behind Ignite Fan Insights. With a commitment to research and innovation for over 30 years, he knows the right questions to ask, and more importantly, what to do with the answers. Get ready for engaging in-depth conversations with sports industry leaders that will inspire you to take action and connect with your fans. I'm Chris McAdoo, and this is Fired Up. On this episode of Fired Up, we bring you Lisa Woodward, Manager of Sports Sponsorships for Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, Chris, we've got another great one. Lisa unpacks the power of authentic influencers and how Anheuser-Busch, a large company, is built to pivot quickly to engage the audience. We'll also hear how she encourages personal growth. Yeah, this is this is a really exciting conversation. So, Lisa, take it away. That's why we are live from the National Sports Forum here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are super stoked to welcome Lisa Woodward, the manager of sports sponsorship for Anheuser-Busch. Lisa, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Chris Wise, yeah. there you go, our general manager and the man that asks the right questions to get the right answers. Chris I'll hand it over to you. Thank you, sir. So, Lisa, tell us about yourself, your career. That's just more about yourself. Sure. Thanks again for having me here. Yeah. Excited to be here. So, I'm Lisa. Like Chris mentioned, I've been with Anheuser Busch as our manager of sports sponsorship about four and a half years. So, prior to that, I, I grew up in Central Illinois. Went to University of Illinois. Worked for the football and basketball team while I was there. Uh, once I graduated, started with the St. Louis Rams as an intern. Was there eight years. Um, was able to, to grow within that role. My last position there was overseeing our marketing department mm. and then had the opportunity to go over to the brand side and join AB uh, in the sports world. So my role here is really focused on our sponsorship strategy, our contracts, our negotiations, working with all of our team partners on our current partnerships as well as future partnerships. Great. Uh, from a professional standpoint, what makes you tick? What really ignites your fire? Just the the changing sports industry. It's you know I, I've been in it for 13 years and and just seeing where it's gone. Um, even in my past four years with AB, just seeing the growth of the industry, the new opportunities, and then from a from a personal standpoint, just having the ability to be a female working in sports, bringing as many females with me as I can because we we still need a lot there. We've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I said yeah. in one of my sessions the other day that, you know, not to stereotype, but most of the people selling to me look the same. So we need to change that a little bit. Well, I actually want to jump in on that one because what are some of the concrete steps that folks have taken for you and then the steps that you take to, like, help each other, help other females come into leadership positions, come into, you know, Sure. So when I started at the Rams, uh, there was one woman in particular, she was a VP in the group. And, and at the time, one of the only VP, female VPs with uh, NFL teams. And so she had a, a plaque in her room that in her office that said, 
um, something along the lines of when you when a door is open for you, it's your responsibility to bring two more with you. And so she really lived that philosophy of really building up other females in the industry. And so, you know, she's one that really helped bring my career along. And luckily, I've worked for and with a ton of people that have really supported that growth. But I think just continuing to um, open those doors and, and as the industry changes, you see a lot more females and, and, you know, people of color and diversity coming into the world. But it's just everybody's responsibility to continue to reach out and look outside of who, you know, they may typically hire and bring in more people. You, you live then, though, with feet in two kind of worlds, with, mm-hmm. with AB that was probably very sensitive to, yeah. to, to diversity and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and, and then over here in the sports world where you're helping bring it along, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the National Sports Forum being here, I mean, give them a little plug. They do a great job with that. They have a business of diversity in sports and entertainment group. And uh, so they give scholarships to, I want to say, 30, 31 people every year to attend the forum. That's actually how I came for the first time seven years ago. And yeah. then right. now I'm on the st- steering committee and helping to kind of grow that platform. So, you know, it's, it's always uh, an interesting dynamic, but... I think that the more in the 13 years I've been in the sports world, more and more people are starting to look outside of kind of their own group to help grow that. Well, then let's continue and then talk about National Sports Forum and the impact it has across the board for sports mm-hmm. and, uh, and for young people as well as for seasoned professionals. Yeah, I mean, Ron's done an awesome job with the forum, and it's, I know he talks a lot about it being a family, but I truly feel that way, where, you know, it's so fun coming back and seeing everybody that you've seen year over year, meeting new people, and then also seeing the next generation of young, you know, professionals coming in and really making a mark on the industry. Um, And then as the industry changes and grows, it's just going to get better, right? So it's not just the big four leagues anymore. There's so many different spaces that we play in as sponsor and so many different worlds where daily we're getting something new sent to us saying, hey, have you seen this? Check this out. Check out this opportunity. Wow. Wow. So you're on the steering committee. Mm-hmm. What triggered you to take such an active role in the in the forum? You know, I think just my experience from my first few years here, the people I've met and the relationships I built through the forum, having the opportunity to step on the other side and really help kind of land the forum and bring new people on board was just a really unique opportunity. Talk about um, how you look at um, engagements in sports. How, what, what, what are your, some of your filters to, from a fan perspective the, and how it supports the brand? How do you assess opportunities? Sure. There's there's really no um, one answer to that because we are such a large company with so many different people that are that are touching our brand and that are getting these opportunities. But my role really works directly with Nick Kelly and his team. He's our head of U.S. sports marketing, and so it's really looking at what's our strategy across the board. Now that we have so many different brands that are playing in the sports space, mm-hmm. it's what brand is the right fit as kind of the lead brand, whether it's Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, one of our new. Um, new brands, Bud Light, Seltzer, et cetera, or is it more of a portfolio approach? And so it's looking at the target audience, the target demographic for the property. It's looking at the target audience, the target demographic for our brand, and then it's seeing where those may fit together. And then it's always looking for new opportunities too, right? So we we have... 96 partners in the big four leagues, but then we're always looking for what's that next thing. So, you know, last year with the National Women's Soccer League, it was a very unique opportunity. It was something that we had never done before, but it was a perfect way to kind of tap into a new market and help another league come along with that. How many brands do you guys currently represent? 
changes daily. <laughs> I mean, one of the most exciting things is within the world of Anheuser-Busch is just how much innovation we've mm-hmm. we've had over the past few years. You know, when I started four years ago, our sports sponsorships were pretty much Budweiser, Bud Light, and maybe a little bit in Michelob Ultra, right? And now with just one team partner, we may activate six different brands. It may be, if it's a Major League Baseball team, it may be Budweiser, our Budweiser Reserve Series, our Budweiser, you know, uh, limited edition that's coming out, but then we also do something with Ultra. We do something with the craft brand that's in that market. We do something with our canned wine that we've released. So it, it it's hard to keep track of everything, but um, it is something that we're really focused on is how do we take our full portfolio and really activate that and bring that to life. And And one of the key things with our partners is that we don't need a ton of brand awareness for Budweiser, right? Or Bud Light. Most people in the United States know those brands, but they may not know about Bud Light Seltzer. They may not know about Bon Viv, another one of our seltzers, mm-hmm. or Goose Island, whatever that may be. So it's how do we use the power of our partnerships to still have our key brand lead, but then bring along these other brands for trial and awareness as well. Well, and speaking of partnerships, particularly when it comes to partnering with either uh, individual, like influencers, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm thinking about how <clears throat> the Post Malone series leading up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. You we had you had two completely different commercials shot, and even he in his in his own head is is it Bud Light or is it the Bud Light <laughs> Seltzer? You know, being able to take advantage of those opportunities. Absolutely, we've we've been very lucky and also strategic with the the influencers and the celebrities that we've partnered with and you know in some cases like in the case of post malone we get in with them at the perfect time we we partnered with him i want to say about four years ago he was some people knew him not many people right and then you look now you can't you can't look anywhere without seeing post malone so you know he is one of our best brand ambassadors he lives it he loves bud light and so you can't really get a better marriage than that because you want that's what you want right like you want someone that is drinking your product that's promoting your product that's not just grabbing a beer because they're paid to and then they walk to the cross the room and get something else so um, it's something that we're continuing to do more of and as more teams and leagues are allowing us to work with players as well that's something where we're starting to dip into that space and so we've done a lot more over the past year or two working with current players retired players um, celebrities influencers singers you name it but it's something that you see obviously outside of the sports world and marketing in general but something that's really paid off well for us um colleges and universities more are offering alcohol for sale mm-hmm. in their stadiums how, how are you approaching that it's it's definitely an interesting world right um so we we've had partnerships with quite a few universities for a long time that are tied to more of the marketing rights the ip usage etc so those aren't changing much um and and with what the world we work in it's an interesting dynamic because technically i'm not negotiating anything to do with what's poured in stadium so based on alcohol guidelines i can't so while these teams and schools are allowing it 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 still has to be looked at a little bit separately but then obviously when they're doing it then having the ability to do these marketing rights with schools is is something that we're really interested in um you know obviously we're trying to to hit that legal drinking age plus so getting those 21 year olds and plus is is important to us so where are the right partnerships for that? Um, you know, I think that it's just, it's it's a challenge, right? Because you're not just working with a team or a league where everybody's doing the same thing. Every university has different 
president, AD, boosters, they can make a decision and then three months later change their mind. And yep. so it's how do you uh, how do you find the right partnership and build something that works? Because the great thing with the universities is that with our distribution network, our wholesalers, there's so many of them where they're based in the cities where these schools are. A lot of them went to the schools, so they're very passionate about these universities. So we can really get these great activations with these schools as long as it makes sense. And then the other thing that's important to us with that is looking at not only these partnerships for marketing rights and IP use, but then how do we also bring some of our responsible drinking messages to mm -hmm. the universities? And a lot of times it's getting the boosters comfortable with that piece of it as well, right? We're not just trying to sell beer to your students. We're trying to educate them. We're trying to provide tools. We're trying to build platforms and programs that is giving that message and talking about responsibility and um, drinking and driving and everything else. And so it's more of a 360 campaign around it all, not just selling beer in a stadium. Right. right. Uh, um, for your work, could the sports industry do more to support what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's understanding the where our company's going, understanding where we as a portfolio of brands are going and working with us. You know, some of our best partners truly integrate themselves into our brands and know what's important to us. And they're not coming to us just expecting the same thing year after year because We've been one of their longest standing partners. We pay them the most money out of most of their partners. And so they kind of just expect that to continue on. So it's looking at what are what are our needs as a company and how can we work together? Because the reality is, is we may not be spending less money with our sponsorships, but we may not be spending it all with teams anymore. So what can they do to help set themselves apart um, to continue to get that investment? Because like I said, every day we're getting a new opportunity, right? Yeah. And so um, how do we be smart with our budget, but then still meet those needs with the different teams? How do you nurture those or encourage those deeper relationships where they really integrate with you to understand you and, and you them? So something that we've done for a few years now that I think is very unique coming from the team side, um, I had never seen another brand do this, is that we have uh, what we call our, our different league summits or partner summits. And so we started this probably three, four years ago for each of our leagues that we partner with where we'll bring in all of our team partners for a two-day summit. We'll have someone from our brand teams present, Nick will present, um, someone else from his team will present on our strategy. but we more or less tell the teams, this is what we want from you, this is what we need from you. And I think it's unique because we kind of, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit and a lot of brands don't do that to say, you do this for us, we will be happy. And so putting out kind of our brand priorities, our brand strengths, our brand platforms is something where we've really tried to start to build those relationships, but then also give them the tools that they need to be great partners to us. And then we have an amazing group of people that are at the local level, the regional level, that are the day-to-day -day relationship builders with the teams. But then even things like this, coming to the National Sports Forum, being at the Super Bowl, being at NBA All-Star, and seeing the teams and spending the time with the teams is a great way to nurture those relationships too. You're not the only uh, company in the space, so you have competitors. Um, Compare yourself, what sets you apart from those others that play in the same space you do? You know, I think two things. One, just the breadth of our portfolio. Nobody has the portfolio that we have, right? So I kind of talked about a few of the things, but we have a great innovation pipeline where, you know, they're looking at 
everything from kombucha to, you know, hard coffee to whatever that may look like. And so being able to really, uh, just got excited there, right? Um, but being able to really innovate and bring forth those innovations is something I think that's very unique to us. And, and there's some, some of our competition is doing great things in this space, but not maybe at the level that we are. And then the other thing I think that you know, and, and this isn't necessarily the world I play in, so I can brag on them. I don't think anybody can activate a partnership like we can. Our marketing team is phenomenal. They come up with some amazing ideas. And you look at just what we've done over the past year between, you know, the nationals and, you know, catching the beers and just latching on to viral moments the second they happen, I think is very unique to us where we're able to be nimble at such a big company and immediately react to these things through social media, through videos, through activations, whatever that may look like. Have your opportunities of those increased since InBev or have you always had that strength over everyone else? I think it's changed, but I think we've I think we've always had that strength. You know, I think when you look back at Anheuser Busch 25 years ago, they've they've always been the leader in the space. And from my time on the team side, I always viewed them in that way. So um, I think it's changed, and there's been different opportunities. But I think when you look at the history of sports marketing, AB has always been a very strong player. It's all I ever knew growing up, right? Yeah. yeah. St. Louis. Well, I was going to say, growing up in St. Louis, there's not much options, right? Saw that eagle all over the place. (laughs) You can get Bud Light everywhere. Yeah. You get Bud Light anywhere you want to go. That's right. Yep. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, uh, speaking to being able to respond quickly to viral moments. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask, for a big company, how do you set yourselves up to pivot so quickly? Because that has to be an internal culture that encourages someone to be like, to raise their hand and be like, hey, this thing, like, we need to do this now. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's amazing how, with being such a big company, how nimble we can be. And I think that it it stems from the top, right? So our leadership have put the people, right people in the right places to give them that ability and that flexibility to run with it. So when something comes up, you know, you have to go through the proper channels to a point, but you're not having to run this up the flagpole, wait for a response, adjust. It's just, okay, cool, let's go with it. And so we have, you know, a great team of people who are always talking about, okay, what's coming up? What's the next thing? Is it, you know, two years ago, we did a great thing for Mother's Day with Budweiser, right? With the M- with the NBA. So, hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Let's, we've never done anything for Mother's Day. Let's, what can we do? What makes sense? So then that's where that stemmed from. So something like that, but then also, you know, we always we have a great social media team, people who are always looking at, okay, hey, this is trending, this is what's going on. Let's immediately react and get a response. So wow. it's a, it's it's a great place to be because it is so dynamic and so exciting. And one of the things that AB prides ourselves on is kind of the the thought of a meritocracy. So people are you don't have as much of the, hey, this person's been in this role for 10 years, he needs to be promoted. It's, you've got young people coming in, new ideas, new things, and they're put in big roles, but they're given that flexibility and ability to kind of pivot and do what they need to do. Well, I think to be able to act and react so quickly and to empower people to make those decisions probably also allows you the ability to control a message in the way that you want that content thread from big idea, maybe it's a big commercial or activation all the way down to the small social pieces, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive to see. Again, I'm not working on that part of it daily, so it's impressive to just watch internally and see how 
every little piece is thought of to your point. So it may be something that's as massive as a Super Bowl commercial, but then how does that translate on social? How does that, how, what, what's the messaging behind that? So as people are tweeting about it, how are we responding? What tone are we using? It's, it's impressive how, you know, so many people come together for this one idea and then it just spreads out from there. That's great. I do want to ask before we let you go for someone that, um, wants to take that next next step and open that door and bring two in mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so what would you t- what would you say to maybe a young person getting into the industry how does someone say all right I want to be there in 10 years or what you know how does someone come up and do the right things to put themselves in the right places one of the things I love about the sports industry and I feel is a little bit unique to maybe some others is that for the most part every professional I've met is so willing to open that door and talk to someone else and to give advice and to kind of tell them some thoughts on how to get there. Because I think that when you look at anybody here at the conference, anybody that works in sports, there's certain people that they can look at and say, that person helped me with my role. That person helped me get to where I am. So I think for anybody in the, in the, that's looking to break into it, it's tough, right? I mean, more and more people are in sport management programs. More and more people are trying to get into sports. So I think it's two things. One, keep an open mind as to what the sports industry is, because everybody thinks Hmm. that, you know, my role at the Rams as a director of marketing is the sports job, right? But there's brands that you can work with. There's agencies, there's universities, you can volunteer at events, you can work for, you know, different groups where you're still a part of it. So I think the open mind part, and then two, just reach out to people, go on LinkedIn, see people that maybe have taken steps in their career that you find interesting and send them a note. They may not respond, but I think that you'll probably get some responses. I, I try pretty much every week I have a 30 minute phone call with a student or someone that's asking, Hey, can I just pick your brain? And then I think from there, it's building the relationships with those that you really click with because at the end of the day, it may not pay off immediately, but 10 years from now, someone may be trying to fill a role and say, you know what? Let me give Chris a call because I talked to him a few years ago. He was awesome. I don't know where he ended up, but he may be a good fit now. And so it's kind of keeping that in mind and really being able to build those relationships is key. That's awesome. Lisa Woodward. Normally at this point, we ask folks, like, if you want to learn more about, you know, your organization, where can people go? But I'm just going to go ahead and tell people, (laughs) go on anywhere. Literally look up. Probably there's a billboard. Yeah. Go <laughs> try a Bud Light seltzer. They're delicious. Well, that was a plug. That was a plug. Yeah. Yeah. I had multiple, yeah. multiple he of those fell in love with them right away. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and tell all your friends. Also, thanks to the good people that power Fired Up and Ignite Fan Insights at NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. To learn more about Ignite Fan Insights and what that exclusive content can mean for you, visit IgniteFanInsights.com and subscribe today. It's a wealth of information all about the fan at no cost to you. Your fan club subscription includes our e-publication, podcasts like this one, exclusive blogs, quarterly e-newsletters, and timely webinars that keep you not only up to speed on what your fans are doing, but ahead of the curve and ready to take on anything that comes at you. Fired Up is hosted by Chris Wise and myself, Chris McAdoo. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time. 
And as always, y'all stay fired up.